Can our children just stay for a minute? I'd like to have a prayer before they go. Please? Keep the children here. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you, Father, that you have given us so much to sing about. That is awesome. Thank you that we can unite our voices because our hearts are united in Jesus, our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our King. And we are yours. And you speak to us. In the Bible, you speak to us. And we're going to listen together as children in our classrooms, as the teachers, but also here as we stay, we're going to hear the Bible read and reflect on it together. Spirit of God, move among us and in us that we may be touched by your word and that our lives will be shaped to love you better and to serve you more. In Jesus' name, amen. So now I think we're going to have Bible readers. going to read scripture this morning from Genesis 28, and we would invite you to take your pew Bibles and follow along with us. Matthew is going to read part of it, and I'm going to read part of it. We're going to read Genesis 28, verses 1 through 5, and then we'll skip up to verse 10, and we'll read through verse 22. So Isaac caught... Just wait just a second. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him. Then he commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once to Pathan Aram to the house of your mother's father, Bethel. Take a wife for yourself, there, from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother, may God Almighty bless you and make you faithful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham. 
so that you may take possession of the land where you now reside as a foreigner as a foreigner as a foreigner the land God gave to Abraham then Isaac sent Jacob on his way and he went to Padan Aram to Laban son of Bethel the Aramean the brother of Rebekah who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. And then verse 10. So Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear, so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have placed at a pillar as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me and will give you a tenth. Okay. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be 
a remarkable thing has happened. Of the four pages, I only have two. You know, there isn't a single one of us here today who got to where we are today at this point in our life journey without picking up some significant baggage. We all have some scars if not physical, then emotional or spiritual. Things that were said and done by us that we know we shouldn't have or things that were not said or done by us that we should have or things that were said and done to us that shouldn't have been. And so we all pick up baggage. We all come to this point in our lives showing scars. I know this because we're not living in a perfect world. And you know, come to think of it, you're not perfect either. And so we are wounded. We sometimes grieve deeply. Surely I am not wrong, am I, in saying that there is stuff that has soiled your soul. That there is stuff that has polluted your mind. Stuff that has dirtied your hands. Oh, yes. Stuff that weighs you down that hinder you in your travels. Things that can make you fearful of the future. Oh. Fearful as to whether or not you're going to make it. Make it with God. Make the journey of your life successfully. Well, listen, I invite you to learn a lesson with me from a man called Jacob. We heard the story read. A conniver he was, this Jacob. A sneak, a cheat. He learned a lot of that from his mother. <laughs> well, you can't blame his mother. Or his father, or his brother for that matter, because he's an adult and has to be responsible for himself, as is true for us. We are responsible, each one of us, for ourselves. Don't blame others. You know, one day, he took advantage of his twin, slightly older twin brother Esau. He got Esau to sell him some food. His brother had been out on the hunt all day, had no success, came home famished. 
saw his brother making a stew and said, oh, I need that stew. I'm about to die. His brother said, you can have it, but give me your birthright. That means, birthright means that when the time came, you got double the inheritance of any of the other kids. Why? Because it was your responsibility as the oldest to take care of the family and the estate. So you got double. Jacob wanted that. Kelsey had been promised that. So, sell me your, and then Esau, his brother, said, well, you can have it. What good is it to me if I'm dead? Right, Jacob. Jacob, who stole his father's biggest blessing, which he knew he had intended to give to Esau, by dressing up, remember? And Isaac said, he got the feel, the hairy feel of Esau. But your voice sure sounds like Jacob. It made Esau so mad that he said, I'm going to kill my brother Jacob as soon as dad's dead. Frightened, Mother Rebecca thought up a scheme to have Father Isaac send Jacob away, out of harm's way. Isaac, hubby, send our son Jacob away to find a wife that's not from around here because the women around here, they're no good. Send them to my, to my parental home area about a thousand miles away. There he will find a wife for himself. And Isaac thought that's probably a good idea. So that's what he did. Blessed him, sent him on his way. Well, that's where we, we pick up the story in our Bible reading today. Now, Jacob is on his way. An amazing story. Jacob, a man with so much fear of his brother, of his father, of his father, before whom he felt as guilty as sin and was. Add to this his fear for the future, untraveled terrain and unfamiliar, unfamiliar people. Was he ever going to get back to this country and see his family and country again? Symbolically fitting, don't you think? Symbolically fitting that the sun is setting and that night is coming. Darkness is closing in on Jacob and it is unstoppable. I mean, who can stop the night from coming? Who can stop a scary, uncertain future from coming? Jacob. All alone in a big, wide world and a future of which he couldn't even see the horizon. Did anyone even know that Jacob was there? Did anyone even care? His parents, I suppose, but you know, we know, as parents we know, we can't always be there for our kids, with our kids. And even if we could, we can't always do anything. Parents, too, are often powerless. Well, that's how it was 
and Jacob fell asleep. No roof but the sky, no bed but the ground, no blanket but the dew, no pillow but a stone. He fell into an uneasy sleep, a dream-filled sleep, in which he saw a ladder reaching from earth to heaven, from heaven to earth, up all the way to God and right down to where he was. And he saw angels trafficking up and down that ladder. Angels, you know, means messenger of God. Angels who brought the needs of Jacob to God and who came back with blessings for Jacob. Covenant blessings, Jacob. God saying, I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to the land, this land, and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. And then Jacob woke up. It was a dream. Ah, yes. But Jacob knew that it was more than a dream. He knew that in this dream, God himself was coming to him and telling him something and saying things to him that more than anything else in the world, he needed to hear and to be reassured. God coming to him, I am with you, Jacob, and I will watch over you and I will bring you back to this land. I promise, I promise. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. And then, and then it occurred to Jacob, you know what? I, I didn't realize it, but surely right out here in the open space, God was here. God, God is in this place. I was not aware of it. And he said, afraid, he said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Ah, yes. You know what? Jacob had the same problem that you and I have so often. We keep forgetting, don't we? That because we belong to him and because he is with us, wherever we are, wherever you are, is sacred space. It's holy ground. That is amazing, friends. That is amazing. You're driving your car. And God is there. That's holy ground. You're in your home. Pick any one of the rooms where you might be, and he is there. He's there with you in the barn. 
He's there with you in the office. He's there with you in the classroom. He's there with you wherever you are. And I didn't realize it. This is awesome. This is holy ground. Friends, we need to cultivate deliberately a sense of God's presence with us. That wherever we are, He is. Isn't that awesome? This is an awesome place. Not just in church. Jacob's Ladder. Amazing. Do you know the song? You ever heard it? We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. I kind of like that song. I like the tune. Never heard of it? We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. Some of you have heard it. The theology of that song is all, all wrong, of course. Because it's got us climbing the ladder. Wouldn't you know it? It's got us climbing the ladder. As, as though we have to climb our way up to heaven. It's not, not the point of this passage. It's God who connects and comes to us. It is grace after all. Don't we believe that? But I still like the song. Anyway. Talking about that ladder. It, uh, it reminds me of Jesus. And you say, really? Why? Well, I want to read you something. I want to read you something from the Gospel of John. Where Jesus speaks about himself. Listen to this. You know, uh, Philip got his brother Nathaniel to come with him to see Jesus. Like, they'd been talking about Jesus, and, 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 then, and then Nathaniel says, well, can anything good come from, from, from Nazareth? And, and, then, and then Philip said, well, come and see, come and see, come and see Jesus. And he, here they are. And when Jesus saw Nathaniel, this is Gospel of John, chapter 1. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false, <laughs> like Jacob. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were sitting under the fig tree before Philip called you. You did? And then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. I mean, who else could know? And then Jesus said, you believe? Because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree, you shall see greater things than these. And then he added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Do you get it? This whole business about Jacob and that sacred space and place under the open sky and the ladder. It's all fulfilled in Jesus. Is Jesus the ladder? Is Jesus Jacob? Is he the fulfillment of Jacob? 
Is Jesus the one who connects heaven and earth, God and man? Is he the one? You shall see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. <laughs> yes, he's the fulfillment. You knew that already, but we keep forgetting. Are you connected to Jesus? In him and with him and through him, you are standing, sitting, lying on sacred ground. That's awesome. This is an awesome place. Friends, will you remember, wherever you are, wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, whatever your fears about the future, about the present, am I going to make it? I just got married. Am I going to make it? Are we going to make it? I just graduated from high school. Will I be able to handle graduate studies? I graduate. Will there be work? All these questions and all these fears, all these anxieties. Am I going to make it with God? Really? He should know me. Friends, he does know you. And he says, I'm with you. And I will travel with you. And you're going to travel with me until the time and the day when we meet face to face in the fullness of time. And your travels will have brought you home. Ah, friends, remember. Holy place, holy ground, temple ground with you. God bless you. And keep you, my friends, this day and forevermore, forevermore. And God's people said, Thank you, Lord, for an amazing word that we heard this morning. That you care about us so much and that you are with us. That you are indeed our great friend in and through Jesus. And that... In and through him and with him, angels ascend and descend also for us and for our salvation. That our needs are known to you and your blessings are brought to us. So will you keep us close to you this day and always. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.